All right, Man to Man podcast. This is Mike Makowski. I'm Dennis Lemire. We're here in what is fastly becoming an empty basement. Yes, it is. We kept the TV up so we can still have the logo back there or our <laughs> sign thing back there. But uh, oh, it might be winding down time that we get to spend here in the in the man to man cave. It's yeah. like now it's an empty cave. Now it's just empty. Yeah, yeah. It's so, getting real. Yep. So. Um, Quick conversation we wanted to have today. Again, these podcasts, the idea is just two guys having real conversations. So, um, you know, this is just stuff that we talk about. Like we just, you know, we, we sit sit around and, and these are conversations that we have. And then, you know, we decide to, hey, let's 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 video them and share them with other people. So hopefully other people, other guys can can get something out of it, but also just be okay with having a conversation like this with another guy, which right. is super important in our world right now that guys can do this. Yeah. Um, so I, I was, I was at church the other day and talking to somebody and, and this interesting thing came up that kind of like jarred my brain and made me start to think about, um, the bigger picture and all this. Right. And that is, so he saw somebody at, at church and he was like, gosh, I can't believe that guy's here. The guy's a jerk. And he did this to me, uh, last year. And I just, you know, it really irritated me. And, and I just, I, I just, it just, it pisses me off that he's here. And I thought like, Let's, you know, that's interesting that that would be the response that you have. Right. And, and, uh, you know, when I asked, I said, well, why, you know, why does it make you mad that he's here, that he's at church? Right. I mean, we're at church. Why is it? Well, because if he's going to be a jerk and he's going to treat people like that, then he shouldn't be here. Right. And and I thought, well, like, actually, that's why he should be here. Right. So (laughs) it was, it was interesting to me and, and, and why I think it's, it's, pertinent to what we were talking, what we were talking about is that it showed two completely different ways of looking at the exact same situation, right? right? So his view was this guy is a jerk. He was mean to me last year. And so he shouldn't be here at church. My view, what came, what jumped in my head was you should be happy he's here at church right. because this guy could be getting something out of all of this. Hopefully he is. So we should be really like praying for this person to have gotten something out of this service right. and out of being here to where his heart has changed. And it, and maybe that person had a bad day that day that you ran into him. And, and now he's here trying to figure out how not to have bad days. Like, you know, my brain went all these different directions right. trying to look at, well, there's a positive side of this being here, but the person I was talking to couldn't see any of that. Right. They, the only thing that they could see was that thing that happened a year ago, that interaction between them and this person that completely made it so that they were they were unwilling to even engage in the fact that the person was there, right. let alone engage with that person. Right. That was just an absolute no-go in that moment. But not only just could they not think about engaging with that person, but just the idea that they were there right. set them off and was irritating to me. So... The, the thing, you know, the thing that jumped out at me was that was you have two people, you have one instance and two completely different th- ways that we viewed that. Right. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times when I talk to guys and and when I'm and I'm working with with people and, and, and just having community that it's it's either a, a negative view of things. So it, it's very it's very negative. It's very pointed to all they can see is the negative in the situation. Right. Or there's other, the other times people have this positive, you know, like, okay, let's find the positive in this and let's try to find the positive in this. 
there seems to be very little middle ground. Right. And it's very situational. You know, people see situations or other people, which is even worse, right. in either they're positive or they're negative. Right. And it's it's pretty much black and white. And, you know, my question is, you know, why is it that guys tend to tend to do that? And, and not to say that guys are the only ones that do this, but, you know, this is a man to man. So um, so we really talk about guys. You know, so why is it that guys tend to see that like, hey, I can only see this in the negative light. I'm not even willing to entertain the positives. What could be a positive side of this? Well, you know, we, we talked about a little bit before, but it's interesting when somebody does something to us or at us or whatever the case may be, how our minds just start to trigger, you mm-hmm. know, this guy must be an a-hole. You know, this guy has got to be, he's mean, he's bad. He's all these kind of things. And our thoughts just start reeling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I know that happens to me. I know it happens to you, right? For sure. And it's usually what, usually what happens is it, it's triggering something inside of us that is the root of why I feel that way towards that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. So if somebody, somebody does something to me, like, for instance, like my wife, okay, Carrie, you know, you know, she's incredibly smart. And when we first got married, you know, every time she, every time she disagreed with me, the thing that was going on in my head is she thinks I'm stupid. Right. I'm just dumb. She just make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. She's make me feel stupid. And it was amazing how I response, my response was from that. Mm-hmm. Right. Why do you always disagree with me? Mm-hmm. Well, you don't think I know anything. Right. Right. right? Why? Because that, because just her disagreement was triggering something that's, it was the basic of my worldview or my core belief that I came to agreement with, which was a low self-esteem. Right. Right. So, so let me ask you something. If it wasn't Carrie, right? If it was me yeah. and I say something and, and that same thing comes up. Yeah. And then it's, you know, John and yeah. he says something and yeah. that same thing comes up. Is it, that we are forcing you to feel that way. No. And if it's every person that does that, because this it, it is, it's very, like you said it in there, right? Like you're making me feel this, right? Way. That is the common thing that you hear is this other person is making me feel right. this way. But if this person also makes me feel this way and this person also makes me feel this way, you know, you use the word trigger. If this person triggers me and this person triggers me right. and this person triggers me. Then is it that person that is doing this to you or is it something inside of you that is coming out as a result of what's happening around you? Yes, that's exactly what it is. I mean, you just, you said it, I don't have to say it again, but that's the truth. In fact, if we looked at it that way, we would discover more about what's in us that's controlling our lives instead of we give, when people, when we start saying that, we give people control, Mm -hmm. right? So now my life is controlled by whatever everybody else does to me. Right. I'm handing them the control of my life. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, no wonder why people tend to get alone and quiet. Why? Because they just gave all these people control over them based off a feeling, based off an emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's the thing I had to learn is, okay, what's going on inside of me that when this person did this, I had such a negative reaction to it. Right. Right. That's right. what I had to go on a soul journey. I had to go into my worldview. I had to go into my core belief systems and go, what do I come to agreement with that when this person does this, there's this feeling that happens because it poked right. something that's in me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with what can be great, you can turn it into a good thing. Right. Right. Sure. You know, if somebody tone of voice, 
Mm-hmm. You know, just that can trigger something. Why? Well, because maybe your dad was always loud and yelled at you your entire life. Right. So the moment someone yells, immediately you caught you cower or feel less than because of a tone of voice. Right. So a couple of things in there, right? We're talking about the feelings, right? Which, yeah. which um, that's part of it. The other part of it, I think, is that giving somebody else control, right? I think that those two things are maybe we can dive down both those paths. And let's start with the giving somebody else control thing, right? It's there's a couple of ways that you can that you can deal with that. Uh, one of them is that person can stop doing that. Right. Yeah. Which which I think is healthy in a lot of ways to say, hey, when you yell like this, it it, you know, it brings up these feelings inside of me, which I don't like. Right. And so that makes it hard to be around you. Right. Right. Again, the thing I see happen is, you know, we talked about the story from earlier that, you know, that person has to be willing to then. Let that go. Right. Right. You you have to say, hey, when you do this, it, it brings up these feelings in me. And the other person may, hopefully they go, oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Right. I'm sorry. Let me change right. how I'm doing it. We have a tendency to want to go, no, you change. Right. And then if you change to my satisfaction, right. then I will pardon your, your, your mistake. Right. Because I'm, I've already been hurt. Right. Which then flows into the feeling side because yep. they are allowing their feelings to dictate how they engage that person. Right. And I have a massive problem with that because I can't find in the Bible where it says to do that. Like protect yourself against all and other people. And if they shame you, they shall no longer be a part of your life. Right. This is like not a verse that I can find. Cancel culture right there. Right, right. Totally. I mean, I wrote this down. Feelings and selfishness have become more prevalent than truth and righteousness. Right. In our society oh, as a whole. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's it's everyone else's fault. I don't have to take ownership of anything in my life. Right. I'm just going to be me. Right. Uh, that that's that's an epidemic. It's all about self. It's all about how I feel. It's if I'm if I if you make me feel this way, supposedly make me feel this way, then I'm not going to be around you. Right. Yeah, I've decided that you are no longer, I am no longer able to interact with you and or anyone like you. Yeah, right. Because of what it makes it feel inside of me. But you're not changing what it makes inside of you. So inevitably, you're going to run into that all the time. Right. Like one, there are like, there's only so many types of people. Right. So at some point, you're going to run into somebody that's like that again. Right. But two, we have an enemy. Yeah. You think he doesn't know? Oh, yeah. That this triggers you yeah. and, and, and and it brings up these feelings inside of you. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, they're, he's going to reintroduce right. that. Right. He's going to use that to get at. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, when we talked about the, you know, the Ephesian scripture on the fiery darts of the enemy, you mm-hmm. know, and when I studied that out, all they are is they're sparks, you know. I mean, they're not actual darts that shoot us. They're sparks. And then he, he, set, he sets a spark. And he sits back and sees what you're going to do with that. Right. You know, and that's what, when we say triggers, that's what he's doing. That's what he loves to do. He just has to spark something, have somebody say something that is familiar with the way I was raised by my dad or the way I felt as a high school student or the way I felt even now. Why? Because if he can spark that and I can lay blame on that person for that or whatever, or isolate myself from those people. You know, I had a pastor friend of mine say that he he, uh, really disliked his cousin, you know, just, just didn't like his cousin. And so whenever they had family get togethers, whatever the case may be, uh, he, he said he just he just 
couldn't stand me. He'd stay away from him, right? He said, so then he goes, then I got older, went to college. He goes, who do you think was in my, who do you think my roommate was? <laughs> my cousin. And then who do you think one of my teachers were in the class? My cousin, right? And who do you think I worked with in my part-time job? My cousin. And it wasn't his cousin, but it was someone exactly right. like him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, God, why do you keep putting this person in front of me? And he said, because I'm going to teach you how to learn to love him. Wow. Yep. That See, that's so key to me because that is, that's God. Right. That, I mean, like, like literally, that is, you know, we can stop the podcast and just end on that, right? <laughs> we're not going to. But- because I got a bunch more stuff I want to talk about. But, but you can't, like, that's that's God's answer, right. is that you need to love. Jesus said, right, like, hey, you've heard before, love your neighbor and, and hate your enemy, right? I say, no, you need to love your enemy yeah. as you do yourself, right. right? He totally swapped that. So how do we go from, no, I say you need to love your enemy. To this person is toxic. We're going to cancel them. And God has just not created me to get along with this person. How do we, where is the bridge to that? I I, I don't understand that at all. And it, it just, it, it, there doesn't seem to be that connection at all. So why do we go there? Why are, as people, do we do, we do that? And, and, and is it good? Is there any good in it? Right. Well, it's, it's there because we don't work on ourselves, once again. That's why it still exists. Period. We say it's other people. And instead of doing an internal perspective of what God's doing with me, you know, that, that friend of mine went on to say, he said, the very thing that I disliked about that guy was something that I presented mm-hmm. often. Right. Right. And so, but I mean, that's what we do. We, we tend to try to fix the, you know, the whole, the, what Dr. B always talks about is, you know, uh, Fixing the behavior instead of yeah. the core. Yeah, you're, you're trying to fix your behavior, trying to fix the behavior, right? Mm-hmm. So it's behavior modification or yep. whatever the case may be. Sanctified behavior, Sanctified modification. behavior modification. And so what we do then is we we look at other people's behaviors and then we give them control because their behavior is controlling me and never look at what's actually causing that inside. So you're going to deal with that all the time. You're going to have new things come up as you get older. You're going right. But it's always right. looking introspective at, you know, the scripture in Philippians that, I read the other day, which says, you know, we need to have, we need to be like Christ, where he, though he was God, he didn't demand his rights as God, that we put others before myself, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's me. It's all about me. It's not, it's about what you're due to me. And despite the fact of that, God says, you know, you're just going to be evil in the world, right? Right. And I called you into that. Mm-hmm. So take care of what's going on in here. And these things won't trigger that much. It's you take care of what's going on in here. Right. Right. And so that's where I think. People don't put the focus. I tend to not focus there too. I'm more right. focused. I, I tend to do it where somebody will do something and I'm, you know, somebody just cut me off the other day. And my first thought was, what a right. beat, you know, I can't believe the guy. I mean, he literally almost crashed into my car. And I'm like, you know, that's just what an idiot and all that kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, God caused me to remember when, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. when my, uh, when my son, you know, when, when my son was, had to go into for brain surgery and I was flying home because Carrie said she's calling an ambulance, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's what that guy is going through. Maybe right. he just heard some bad news or something like that. Right. So I was like, whoa, pull back, Mike. Right. You know, try to go that introspective and go, okay, he's just calling some guy you don't even know just because they cut you off an a-hole and, right. and, <laughs> and you've no idea what's going on. Right. You don't have any idea. So, and I think a lot of that, so, you know, a lot of what we're talking about is, is, you know, we keep, we keep using the term worldview and I, and I, 
I broke down the definition of that because I think it applies a lot to this. Um, and this is so this is defined by Dr. Greg Bergand, um, who's your mentor, somebody who I've taken the class through to and, and find his information super valuable. But so his definition of worldview is the lens through which we view the world and try to make sense of our observations. Every worldview comprises fundamental beliefs and values. So everyone has a worldview. Yeah. Everybody. Whether whether you want to believe you have a worldview or not, you do. Right. You see the world through a certain lens, and it's your beliefs and values. So if you are interpreting the world, it's things that come from inside of you. Right. It's not things that you see in you know. It's not things that are that are that are that other people are forcing you to no. to view the world as. Now they influence, right? Because it's bait. You're trying to make sense of your observations, right? So you're ob- you're observing things and you're trying to make some sense of it. Yeah. But what comes from inside of you is is the lens through which right. you see those things that you that you see those things that you observe. So getting back to the original story, you know, he's seeing it through the lens of this person cannot possibly get anything. He's not going to get anything out of this. He's going to be the same. Nobody ever right. changes, you know. Um he, if he was an a-hole, he's probably going to continue to be an a-hole, right? I'm looking at it, not knowing this person, not having experienced this person, you know, doing anything to me going, well, I don't know. People come to church to be changed. Right. And I know God changes people's hearts. So I mean, this is a pretty good place for him, right? Right? <laughs> right? I mean, if you're sick, you want to be at the hospital. If you right. need a change of heart, you want to be at church. Right. I mean... I don't know. I don't know this person, but that's because that's my worldview that I have. I'm seeing it through, but the person I'm talking to is seeing it through something completely different. And I think the important thing here is that, you know, your worldview is, is you need to be looking at that because if you're seeing things through, what does that say about this person's worldview when you're constantly seeing things through that? What happened? What, what does it say about your worldview when your worldview is based on only like you said, your feelings yeah. versus truth and right. righteousness. Yeah. What does that say about? I mean, you know, as a person, probably should be evaluating that. Oh yeah, and you know, we've always say we always say, you know, man to man, what informs you forms you, and obviously, the, how you were raised and all that kind of stuff can form your worldview, right? I mean, you have a you have a a, a father who constantly yells, right? Constantly yelled your entire childhood. Anybody that raises their voice, you're gonna it's gonna cause something. Why? Because right. your worldview is everybody's loud and everybody's mean. And loud right. is bad. Right. And loud is bad. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, there's a form of that. And there's also good formations of worldview, you know, if you if you have if you have that formed in your life as a kid, as a young kid. Um, but that's where your worldview comes from. And that's why people need to take a look back and discover those things that they come into agreement with that are not the truth, right? About who they are and about the world. You know, uh because once again, I don't, you know, birds of a feather flock together, right? right? And I think you got a scripture verse that even says that, right? Yeah. And so what we try to do is instead of trying to discover our worldview and how it was formed and getting rid of that so it's a godly worldview, we have a tendency to think that everybody else in this world is against me mm-hmm. or everybody else in this world is, is, is they're the problem of my existence, mm-hmm. right? And so we end up, like I say, secluding ourselves or just gathering around us people that believe the way I believe. We have this little group of people and everybody else in the world is wrong. Right. And, it, and it's, you know, it's be- why we do that, right, is because it feels good oh, to yeah. do that. Right. I mean, when somebody says, 
when somebody says to you, you know, I, I understand why you would feel that way. And I've felt that way too. And, and I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that, I think that this guy is kind of a jerk. He did the same thing to me. Yeah. He is a jerk. And I don't know why he's here. Yeah. Suddenly you go, you're dang right. He is. Yeah. And you're dang right. We can't. Now it's a, we, yeah, we can't believe that, that he's here. We can't believe that, that right. this jerk is allowed in this place. Right. And, and, and it, it makes you feel like you're right. Justified. You're righteous. You're justified. Yeah. yeah. And feelings was part earlier that we talked about, right? They get you in trouble because people are driven by their feelings yeah. versus by, like you said, truth and righteousness way too often. And Steve Verdick, the pastor from Elevation Church, his, he said a quote this last week was interesting to me, that feelings have their place. Good. We ha- everyone has feelings. We have to understand it. We have to, you know, he went, he went on for a long time and was talking about, you know, how you need to, um, you know, be able to process them and, and be able to talk about them and, and be able to work through right. your feelings and all that stuff. There, there's nothing wrong with having feelings, but his quote that I wrote down here was feelings have their place. It's just not on the throne of your life. So and weird. how many people feelings are on the throne of their life. Oh, yeah. And so everything is bounced off of how they feel, right. including God. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. God says, I'm supposed to do this. I don't like how that makes me feel. Then I must have read that wrong. Right. Or then they go to that Second Timothy scripture that says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Right. The Bible literally says that people are going to do that. You're going to find somebody who validates your feelings. Yep. And instead of bouncing it off of wholesome teaching, truth, and righteousness, right. you're going to find other people that agree with you. You're going to find somebody who says what you want to hear. Your feelings are what should be driving you. Yep. If this makes, if this, if this does not line up with your feelings, it's because that is bad. Right. Your feelings are not wrong. Right. And then you're going to agree with that. You're going to take it in and you're going to put that then on the throne of your life. And everything that you do is filtered through that right. versus filtered through Jesus. Right. And filtered through truth and filtered through the Bible and what's right to where sometimes it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because we're human. Right. And we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to live a life that follows after God and, and what he says and how he does things. And, and yeah, that's why the majority of things that he says, you know, messes. I mean, just once again, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And Jesus just messed it with the disciples. All I the mean, time, he was he was breaking every rule. He was breaking every religious thing that they. I mean, he was just turning it on their head, you know. And so that's yeah, of course that's that way. I'm not God, right? Right. And so if I ever thought I was, that'd be a big problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the reality is, <laughs> I think it's fun. I I, 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 should, I should say it that way. I think it's funny. How God loves us so much that he gives us feelings, mm-hmm. right? But once again, are they the throne of our life? Are they the most important thing? Right. 
right? And that's where so so many times I believe he comes in in weird ways just to mess with that. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, because why? Because why would I feel this way if God says this? Right. What is going on in me if I feel like I did for a, a long time and felt abandoned by God? Right. Mm-hmm. But yet he never leaves me or forsakes me. Right. Right. That was one of the things that came into me from the, from the basic event, the first one I went to. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, there's all sorts of signs of why I would feel that way. Right. But the point is, is they're not God and God is. Mm-hmm. And so I had to reinstate the truth over the feeling. Right. Yeah. Uh, and what's interesting is many times when you do that, when you reinstate and you replug in and you start to get into the scripture and you start to get into the word of that area in your life, another feeling occurs like love, right? Joy, joy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got a sense of peace now there. Why? Mm-hmm. Because I did what God wants us to do. And that's to look inside to our core beliefs, like core values. And are they from God and his word? Because if right. they are, then that's the way we're going to view the world. Like we were talking earlier, that would be our worldview. Because why? Because scripture has now become the base. Mm-hmm. It becomes my core. Right. That doesn't mean the enemy is going to give up on bringing people to try to trigger it again. Right. Mm -hmm. But what it does mean is my response is going to be a lot quicker to not feel that way necessarily, but to realize, no, no, I ain't going to hit. That ain't going to mess with me anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, that ain't going to mess with me anymore. And to be truthfully honest with you, very few times, Carrie and I have been married for 27 years. And, uh, you know, very few times, 27, no, it's 37. Oh my God. 37 years. 36, anyways, in the 30s. Uh, and now, now to be truly honest with you, when she questions me, very rarely, very rarely do I ever fall into that, oh, she thinks I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. Very rarely now as I want to listen intently because what she's going to tell me, I need that information to better myself. Right. Why? That's what scripture says. She's my help mate. She's not there against me. She's for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we can't keep looking to others, blaming them for our lives. Right. Yeah, I want to get to the point in my life, and I think that the, the healthy place to be in, right, would be where you're able to filter what people say that yeah. and be able to say, okay, is there something here that I can do? You know, that yeah, is there something I can do differently? Right. Is there something I am doing that is facilitating this situation or or hurting this situation or maybe helping the situation? Right. right? Like, what is my role in this? Yeah. And and this always look at things through that lens versus immediately going to the, well, if this person just stopped doing this, then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't do this. Right. No, you would just when the next person does it, <laughs> somebody inevitably is going right. to do it. So in, in the end, we have to look at ourselves right. and that's where I want to get to is that place where I'm, I'm always, you know, somebody gives you feedback instead of going, gosh, she just thinks I'm stupid. Go, why does that make me feel stupid? Maybe, maybe it is like, hey, I need to be more educated in this area because I I feel inadequate there. So instead of blaming this other person for being smarter in that area, (laughs) right? There's another choice. Again, it's there's always another choice. There's always a good choice. Always a better choice. Yes, there's always a good choice. Right. And we we tend to we tend to ease into or tend to go negative easier Mm -hmm. than to look positive at somebody. Right. I mean that's. That's part. Of, I think that's part of the human race, also. Uh, but now, one you know, one of the things that Denny and I are not saying, there are just a holes in the world for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And and you know, there are some. You know, I'm just going to say it clearly. There are some women that live with incredibly a hole men for sure. And but why do they stay with them? 
Right. What's the core belief in them? That they can't. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch, but there's a bunch that I deserve this. That yeah, that I deserve it. That I'm inadequate. That this yeah. is all I can. You know, I'm used to this. This is how I was raised. And this is, mm-hmm. you know, that's still all. You know, but there are definitely a holes in the world that need to be confronted and need to be. And we're going to bump up against them all the time. You know, especially especially as a Christian. Um, the point is, is that does that when you do that, does that trigger and stir up something in you that that you're still holding on to? You know, because there will be a time where you'll be able to respond. You know, like when guys cut me off, I try this all the time, but I always try to speed up, which is wrong. But I try to speed up and smile at them, you know. And I know it's wrong, but when they cut me off, I'll chase them sometimes. And I'll just be like. <laughs> and I, I know the inner side of me is to, just to piss them off even more, which is bad. But but the point is, is that, you know, I love that statement that, you know, read that again, that Jim Furyk, uh, Steve Furyk statement. Yeah, yeah, feelings of their place. It's just not on the throne of your right. life. You know? Yeah. So I, I think that's a great way to end is that step is, is those feelings you have on the throne of your life. Are you being controlled by those feelings? Mm-hmm. And then if they are, what's going on inside of you that's causing that? What's the base? What's the core belief? Right. Figure that out. Let it go. Put that on the throne of Christ. Just give that thing that I've come into agreement with. Give it to Jesus and say, God, fill me with what I need now in that void. Mm-hmm. So, And that's why we're here. Like, frankly, that idea of that there are some guys that are just a-holes out there and yeah. there are women that are putting up with them. Like, share this with them. That is the point is we want to continue to eliminate that. Yeah. We want guys to be able to. So that they're gone. So all that the, I want to, do, I want to get rid of all of that yes. if we can, and and totally, you know, make a change in the guys that we can influence, so that that's not a fact anymore. Right. So that we can have a podcast where we say, "There's no guys out there that are doing this because we've influenced all of them." Yeah. That might be a little bit, a lot, <laughs> a lot of them. Might be a lot, but we've influenced as many as we can. Yeah. So there's less of them. Right. That's the whole point of this. Right. Share this. Share this with another guy, or at least get him to go have coffee with your friend and talk about it. Right. You know, talk about where, what feelings are controlling you and what that possibly could be. What is the core belief that you have that causes you to feel that way when somebody approaches you in a certain way? Mm-hmm. A loss of a job. You know, why do you get angry or go to the bar and get hammered? You know, what's right. Well, it's because of this idiotic boss. No, no, but anyways, but you know, that's what we want you to do because if you have more conversations about it, you're going to come up with these things in your own self and in your friend. And that's a perfect, perfect opportunity for the Holy Spirit to use to do a work and change something in your heart. So, right.